nerds by, by nature. nature. It's in our it's in our DNA. Okay, hold it's on. in our DNA. <laughs> hey, nerds! Here at the Nightlight Podcast, we may be playing a game, but we are definitely not for kids. Crude jokes and language abound, and parental discretion is advised. Let's get this party started. We still have a few minutes to shoot the shit. Let's. Uh, I was say, motherfucker, we got like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's at least sync the audio. Let me. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll count us down. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Three, two, one. The final count. I know it's a white person show, but I always think of Arrested Development. Nick, you've watched it, right? Yeah, I don't remember that. I'm mad how you said that. Nick, you've watched it, right? He had to get that validation. Not Justin, not right. I mean, I have. Funny because I was literally about to say, yeah, you're right. That's a white ass show. Like, I ain't looking at Arrested Development. It is. I won't even argue. JT, when I went back and watched Malcolm in the Middle, that was so Malcolm in the Middle was a white people show, right? Like, growing up, like, my family was like, no, you're not watching Malcolm in the Middle because it's white. But going back, that show was actually fucking hilarious. It's timeless. They said you couldn't watch it because it was white? It's more of like an unspoken rule. You know, like, there are certain shows where you see it come on in a black household and you change the channel. Like, Frasier, Seinfeld, (laughs) Friends, you know, Malcolm in the Middle. Like, all of those shows were like, nope, we're changing the channel. It'd be like some white person saying, who's this Martin fella? Change the channel. Who the fuck is Martin? Isn't Martin the like the black version of Seinfeld? No, uh, absolutely what? not. Martin is Martin. Okay, oh. okay. <laughs> this motherfucker said, "Who's this Martin fellow?" I like, was making a joke because he said Seinfeld. That's a horrible ass joke. Martin, if I'm not mistaken, is a white slave on his name. <laughs> What? No, so he's talking about Martin Lawrence, mother. Martin, no, 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 I thought about it. I just okay. thought about it, and I was like, "Damn, is Martin a slave on his name?" And then you said Martin. I was like, "No, motherfucker! Like, how the hell did you say no, that?" Martin no. is hands down one of the greatest like black sitcoms of all time. Oh my god, yeah, yeah, Jesus, yes. That's what I'm saying. Like the greatest white sitcom of all time, arguably, is okay. Seinfeld. I got, okay, I get yeah. okay. I get what you're saying. I did not know Seinfeld was like the greatest white comedy of all time. So. That's because it's not. Yo, Nick said it's because it's not. I mean, it, it's it's a show about nothing. We should do like a watch party, and I know Ryan's going to disagree with this, but we could watch Seinfeld, nope. and then you guys could watch Martin. I've never seen Seinfeld, and that's a sin. <laughs> but I just, it was one of those things I hey, think. Hey, White Jesus is going to be like, you ain't coming to heaven, motherfucker. <laughs> you ain't never seen Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> White Jesus. White Jesus. <laughs> yeah, we some foul mouth. Welcome to the very first episode of the Nightlight Podcast. This is a show about a diverse group of nerds that get together and tell a story through shitty improv and the rolling of dice. Now, my friends, they'll be role-playing as the heroes of this adventure, and I myself will be covering everything else. So just sit back, relax, and maybe grab a drink to toast with us as we get ready to jump into this amazing adventure. Cheers, bro. I'll drink to that. Cheers. Cheers all around. I didn't get a chance to go get another shot, so it's fine. <laughs> it's, a, it's a spiritual cheers. So before I start the show, just real quick, I think we should take a moment, guys, and just introduce ourselves to everyone. You know, let them know the voices behind the microphones. And JT, how about you kick it off for us, man? My name is Justin Hamilton. I also go by JT, and I will be playing Melage Ruda, the lovable fighter. And I like to, you know, by day, consider myself a finance manager. Uh, but by night, I'm typically bossing my friends around in video games. Um, I'm also self-proclaiming myself as the squad leader of this campaign, because I think, you know, I just have those those wonderful leadership qualities in my character. I'm Nick, wannabe finance professional by day, mysterious stranger by night, <laughs> full-time nerd. Mysterious stranger by night. Oh, that really might not go over well yeah, with some of our fans. <laughs> I'm in my character. Okay, moving on to Ryan. All right, my name is Ryan. I go by Black. and um, Because he's black. I sell cars to broke-ass motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, Monday is usually my day off from broke-ass motherfuckers. But on Tuesday, I get to sell cars again to broke-ass motherfuckers. <laughs> In all honesty, you really don't get a break because you're dealing with me, a broke-ass motherfucker. You want a car broke-ass motherfucker? <laughs> no, I do, but I don't have money. I think we should have a spinoff podcast where Ryan just tells stories of people who come into his deal. Please. <laughs> Is that what you that want? That would be absolutely hilarious. Bro. I would listen to that shit all day long. And call it Sold. Oh, I like that. I good actually name. like that. That's actually a good name for a podcast, Sold. I'm Scott Fisher II, and 
I was a producing student until I got black mold poisoning. So now I'm a full-time showrunner and game master of the Nightlight Podcast. All right, and now that we've introduced ourselves, let's get started. Our adventure begins in the city of Port Largos, a city that's on an island trapped in an endless night. Except for, in this case, the K is silent. But I'm pretty, because, sorry, I just have to interrupt. I'm pretty sure the K is always silent, right? It's not K-night, it's just night. Come to think about it, bro. I think, I think the K right. is always silent, bro. <laughs> yeah. of, course, of course I would fuck up on the opening scene of our podcast, but... You know what? Let's just have fun with it. That's what we're here for, right? This port city in the middle of the ocean has turned their curse of an endless night into their main attraction because Port Largos is the party destination of the world. It's an endless Mardi Gras in this city, baby. You got women, you got gambling, you got drinking, you got everything. Making this the perfect city for anyone that's looking for answers. Maybe even to questions they haven't even asked yet. We open up on a shadier part of town with red lights, drunks, and litter all over the ground. A tall man with brown hair cloaked in green strolls through the center of this district, standing out among the other denizens of sin. This man is the mysterious stranger of the night, Roll Mountain Shade. And tell me, Nick, what is going on with Roll right now? Roll strolls down the street, clearly uncomfortable around this many people and civilization. This is not traditionally where he spends his time. Uh, he is on the lookout for something specific, though. A boat called the Vagabond. So while Roll's walking through this district of red lights <laughs> looking for a boat, he notices this this couple in the corner. It's a guy and a girl, and they're fighting over something rapidly and just scuffling. It's a little farther away, so you can't really make it out. But from where you're at, you see something's going on in this alley. Uh, so obviously this, this perks Roll's attention, and he kind of moves a little bit closer to investigate this scuffle. It's my money, it's my money. You can't really make out what's going on, just like, stop, stop. Both of them are yelling. It's kind of chaotic. Okay, you said it's a guy and a girl? Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a guy in like a puffy little jacket and then a All right. kind of a blonde in a nice dress. All right, so Roll springs into action uh, at the sight of this damsel in distress, obviously being assaulted by this ruffian and being a master of the bow, he quickly whips it out over his shoulder, knocks an arrow, and lets it fly loose. He's going to aim for just the wall, like next to his head. Okay. You said they're kind of like up against a wall or like up against a building? Yeah, it's like in an alleyway in the way you're approaching. Um, you could shoot an arrow at the end of this alley, and it's like almost like you're silhouetted behind Yeah, him. I want to try and get like scare him like in the, in the wall next to him. Uh, that, uh, this is cool. I like this. Okay, so in this game... Uh, we roll a 20-sided die or a d20 in order to kind of like figure out how the story goes. So the higher the roll, the more likely they're going to succeed in what they're doing. They also get to add or subtract based off of each character's individual strengths and weaknesses. So for this example, you're using your bow roll. So what kind of bonus are you going to have? Okay, so roll being a very ranged-based character, uh, he does have a bonus to his dexterity. So if I roll for a ranged attack, so I'm going to roll a d20, which comes to <laughs> two, ouch, plus four. <laughs> Is that your first roll, sir? Yeah. Yeah, so Let's kick it off roll. strong. Starting off strong. What's the total? Plus four. Which is uh, six. Okay. <laughs> you hit him in the eye. Okay. Um, well, Damn, how'd you not, do that? No, no, not that bad. Uh, but aiming for the wall, and they turn to you just as you let the arrow fly. And in that moment, your arrow pierces through the guy's ear and pins it on the wall. So Ouch. Uh, and all of a sudden, you just chaos, and they're both screaming. And Oh, my God. Oh, my. Oh, what's happening? Ow, you got my ear. Shit, shit, shit. And you see the girl like just scream and run away through an opposite alley. All right, so Roll immediately runs up and says, Un- Unhand her, <laughs> you run. <laughs> I grab him by his collar, his, ear, like, his ears bleeding all over the place. <laughs> Keep your hands off. Why, why what were you think you're doing? Why did you, why did you do that, sir? She, why did she I- took my money. She's got my wallet. Where's my ear? <laughs> Wait, no, crying. you were robbing her. No, she was taking my money. What's my parent gave me allowance and she? Damn. She's just kind of sobbing. <laughs> oh, oh my! Uh, <laughs> you really read that situation. Excuse me, good sir. 
let me uh, let me help you here. And I I set him down. I kind of d- dust him off a little bit. I I, I pluck his ear off. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I'm I'm so sorry. I, I, I he kind of wipes it off on his shirt and it, got your ear, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> No? no okay, okay, sorry, here. <laughs> Trick normally doesn't go like that. <laughs> uh, I cast a little bit of a... I have, I have some minor healing spells okay. that I can cast. So I kind of just like, hold it on to his head with one hand and like cast the spell <laughs> with the other. <laughs> he's still crying, but like... And there's some dry blood on him when you pull your hand away, but he's like, oh, oh I, okay, uh, well... The fix is that, but I still, I still don't have my money. <laughs> my mom's gonna kill well, me. Well, hey, listen, I can't really help you out with that, but I was really hoping that you could help me find this boat. Uh, it's called the. Pulls out a piece of paper. The vagabond. Could you maybe point me in the direction of that? The, the docks are over there, you idiot. And he like points down the uh, opposite alleyway that the lady ran. Just get away from me. Uh, the, thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, Roll just kind of like, Jesus, and like puts his <laughs> bow back up and just walks off towards the docks before he fucks anything else up. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you, you, you hear the sound of a, a woman counting her money and laughing and cackling uh, as you walk away and head toward the docks. We move past Roll's shoulder, down this street, onto this massive boardwalk, and all the way up to this lively oceanfront tavern. We bust through the doors and zoom over a sea of sailors that are just chugging beer and having a great time, all the way up to this bar where a shadowy cloaked individual sits sipping... What's he sipping, Ryan? In America, they would call it a Corona. <laughs> However, um, this isn't America, so... That's what I'm about to say, so what do they call it here uh, in Port Lagos? Aranak. <laughs> uh, Aranak. Hey, dude, that's a fucking It's literally joke. Corona backwards, like Aranak. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was like, did you just pull that out of your ass? That was awesome. Patent pending. We're coming out with our own line of beer. Be ready. <laughs> ah, yes. So this large black man with a shadowy cloak sits at the bar with a short sword on his back um, it's, and it's, a katana it's, it's at his... It's definitely a wakazashi. Just letting you know that. Uh, 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 God bless you. Okay. Uh, anyway. <laughs> you should do that every time he says it to like an NPC. Every time. <laughs> and the NPC just comes out of nowhere. Bless you, sir. Oh, my God. That's going to be great. NPC is non-playable character for people who don't know. You know, our fans that are listening, by the way. Look, if they're listening to a D&D podcast, I think it's a pretty safe bet that they know what a fucking is. Hey, man, we're inclusive here. That's true. That's true. So you're sitting at this bar, sipping some Arnok, and over your shoulder you hear, Oi, Versus, is that you? And you turn to see this armor-clad dwarf just kind of trying to pull himself up to the stool beside you. You immediately recognize him as Tough, this pretentious ass dwarf you knew growing up that comes from a, a long line of McBadasses. It's a really rich family in Valruk. <laughs> Fuck ass. Already, man. I mean, he probably was a bully to you growing up. He kind of he sits at the bar, like looks at you, mocking him. Turns to the bartender. He's like, "Bartender, I'll take a, a glass of Klim." Uh, make it skim, please. And the bartender that milk slides backwards? a glass. <laughs> that's milk backwards. Yeah, that's milk backwards. Yeah, says milk backwards. Taking off a page from his book. That was funny. So he's yeah. drinking, drinking his Klim with a milk mustache. It just like looks Klim at you. Sounds so gross. It does. Yeah. Like, it almost sounds like Klim. Drinking some Klim. <laughs> you know that's the badass way. Get a glass way. of warm so, Klim. It's the It's the only way, though. Yeah. He he goes to sip and he's like. Uh, this this Clem's too cold. I need to let this it uh, salty. Dry, uh, warm. <laughs> so yeah, uh, versus I was going to my family's ship and I saw you and your shadowy sword over here. And he kind of points to the katana that's on your back. That's got this like shadowy purple aura. And I I just knew it had to be you. What brings you around here? This is wild. I'll be real with you, tough. Um, I see that you're still drinking the milk, hoping you will grow. Um, obviously not working. I'm, I'm yeah, actually he's uh, the only one that calls it Klim. Everyone else is just like it's milk. You fucking, you pretentious fuck. fucking weirdo. The whole point of us like reversing words is so we can't get copyright infringement, right? But I'm pretty sure nobody has a fucking copyright on milk. Hey, hey, you know what? Chick Fil A cows are gonna like keep it going, dog. The dairy industry is no joke. Klim, fuck 
Because cold glass, a warm glass of Klim. Skim, please. I just skim, please. Skim, please. Skim, please. Okay, so he said. Sorry, I still don't know what the big deal is with those those little blades your daddy makes, but you know what? I know a couple of generals that absolutely love your daddy's blades. Uh, I'll. I'll buy one. How about a, a thousand gold pieces? And he picks, picks out this, like, velvet purse and puts it on the counter. He goes, that sounds like it's pocket change to me, but it might make someone like you's day, you know, to really, really change things up. A thousand gold pieces for that sword? Mm. So Versus looks at him um, a little angry. He clenches his fist. <laughs> Why? Um, because, for one, Tough basically called him broke. Nope. Nope, he basically <laughs> called him broke because a thousand gold to me is supposed to look like, I don't know, platinum or some shit. I don't know. And, <laughs> and second of all, he thinks that he can buy my father's heirloom, in which case, no, that's not going to happen. Mm. But he does stare at the velvet pouch. Mm, it's got a, a, a MB on it for the McBadass, and it seems pretty full. Ah, okay. Uh, I'm going to... Rob this motherfucker. Exactly <laughs> I'm gonna rob the shit out of his ass. I'm just gonna let you know that right now. I'm about to. I'm uh, finna rob his okay, ass. Okay. Finna okay. Um. Uh. We. You could do that. Uh. Okay. So what we'll do? I, no. Is, I'm going to do that. Is no. Okay. You you're gonna do, do it. I'm going to do that. I'm hey, going hey, to no, do that. I'm I, robbing I mean, the shit out of his ass. Okay. Well, this, Bro, I'm not bullshitting. Hand is, up ass pulling shit. I'm, not I'm robbing the shit out of his ass. I'm not Be careful bullshit. to avoid the kill. <laughs> oh, man. We're starting this series off hot. Hey, hey, exactly. hot. We are on fire, bro. All right. Um, so what we're going to do is to do something like that, uh, you'll roll a d20, but this time I'm going to set uh, what's called a difficulty check or a DC to say, hey, you have to beat this number in order to successfully steal it unnoticed. Seeing as it's a crowded bar and this guy's kind of an asshole, not really very aware, you're going to have to roll a, a sleight of hand check and you're going to have to beat 12. I'm pretty badass. Um, I get a plus eight on my sleight of hand. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, okay, well, then just roll. You should... Add an add eight to it. See no. what happens. Damn. Pretty he sure got one. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you right now. No, he I don't didn't. give a fuck. No, I'm going back. No, I'm gonna rob his ass. I don't dude. give a fuck. I'm, I'm robbing his ass. <laughs> Between my K is silent rolls two, and now you crit failing. This is this is insane. What a start. All right, just to explain why we're freaking out. Whenever you roll a d20, the goal is to roll a natural 20 or a 20 on the die because that's the highest possible number before modifiers, and it's considered a critical success or what we call a crit for short. And now in this case, <laughs> when you roll a one, that is a crit fail, and the worst possible thing happens. Um, so what happens is he, he's like, bartender, are you sure you don't have any warm glim back there? Like, this is just too cold. And as he's doing that, you're reaching for his um, coin purse and accidentally knock over the glass of milk into his lap. And it's just like, I got Clem all over my lap! No! <laughs> <laughs> and you're just standing there staring at him with a gold bag of coins. <laughs> so you knock over Clem on his lap, and you're just staring at him eye to eye with him with this bag of gold coins like a cartoon character. Uh, yeah, so about that butter knife comment. <laughs> What 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 about it? I, what does that have to do with what's going on right now? Uh, just know that I can take your ass uh, with your with your <laughs> bullshit ass axe that you have. But uh, go back. What about the generals that would like my sword? Where are their whereabouts? Just casually ignoring that you're caught red-handed robbing this guy. Yeah, <laughs> hey, because yeah, I don't give a fuck. No, no matter what, I'm taking this coin. Okay, so you're just holding the coin. Now that, yeah, I, I have it in my hand. Now that he sees it in my hand, I do not give a fuck. You're taking his money, yep. and now we're going to exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, so what, what about the generals that want my dad's swords? I'm not going to tell gutter trash like you about the Knights of Light and their their ongoings, especially... Oh God, it's all in these armor. It's going to smell like shit. Skim, skim. Uh, uh, just, you have to be a Knight of Light to figure that out anyway. Oh, all right. Hey, good deal, man. Eat a dick. Have a good all one. Right. <laughs> I get up and walk out the Sorry. bar. And you dip out the bar, and Tough is just covered in milk, and the bartender goes up to him, and he's like, how are you going to pay for the bill, sir? 
and then it's like <laughs> technically speaking i just robbed him and we have a thousand gold extra right wait no no yeah, no uh, fake gold no it doesn't work like that um, where the gold at uh, well, what you you rolled a natural one, right, earlier on the steel, or is it a two? Unfortunately, I rolled a natural one. You did roll okay, a one. Okay, no, 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 no. See, this is this is where it comes in. So you stole the money, but you also didn't realize that there was a hole in the bottom of his bag. So as uh, you're running away with your loot, you realize uh, fuck, that yeah. it's completely empty. Oh, wow. Oh, armor. Wow. I see what you did there, DM. Wow. Sneaky, sneaky. The perks of being so the DM. you just got a bag with MB on it now. Uh-huh. Good steal. Son of a bitch. I don't want no bag, and I, like, throw the bag. <laughs> into the ocean water. And as you throw it into the water, you notice this giant ship that has the, the name The Vagabond on it. We cut to a different coin purse that lands with the thud on a makeshift table surrounded by sailors. A tall, dark-skinned warrior with a massive axe on his back sits down crisscross applesauce in front of a massive white-haired yeti. And with that... Our final hero, Malaje Rhoda, enters the ring. Hey, be careful there. This Yeti is a monster. Yeah, he's beating every fish man. And Yeti and Orc tonight. There's no way a human could stand a chance. All these people are just yelling at you, Malaje, as you're just sitting there with your axe in front of this big-ass Yeti. So I look wide-eyed at the Yeti because I've clearly never seen a Yeti before. So um, I'm just staring <laughs> in amazement. What you looking at, boy? No. B- boy. <laughs> no. You're going to have to roll that back one more time. <laughs> no. I, 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 <laughs> it's, not, it's, a very, okay. it's a very touchy word for black people, okay? Oh, is it really? Yeah, no, oh, seriously, it shit. is. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. It's oh, my fine. God. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Oh. Oh, my God. Hey, Malaje immediately rages. Like, hey, whoop his ass. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> Who are you looking at? <laughs> I, I just... Uh, what are you? No one's really asked me that before. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Yeti from, from Yet- New York. Are you going to bet? Are you... Wh- what is this? Yeah, this is an accounting yeah, yeah, session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to bet two. Uh, okay, two two gold? Two. No, the, the, the minimum's ten. Bet ten gold. And, uh, and I'll, I'll think about challenging you. Ten. Okay, fine. Ten. Ten it is. And he, like, flexes. I flex. All right. Uh, so what we're going to do real quick is roll a d20 dice. You didn't want to take off your accent? <laughs> he, he says that. He says d20. He actually says that. Uh, yeah, what we're going to do is we're going to roll two 20-sided die, and whoever has the higher number wins. Melage's already stopped paying attention. Like, Yeah. <laughs> just <staring>. roll, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so we're basically just doing the same exact thing we did with Versus, except for instead of him trying to roll and beat a set number... It's a roll-off between him and one of my NPCs. And this Yeti has a strength bonus of four, so I get to add four to the roll. And what's Melage's bonus? I get to add plus four to whatever I roll. Okay, and this Yeti gets a plus three. So we're going to roll together, and whoever has the higher number wins this arm wrestling contest. Okay. So you both sit on this, like, pier. All these uh, sailors just around, like, okay, guy, let's, let's see what you got. And this Yeti's just, like, hand wraps twice around your hand. It's so big. Uh, he whispers to you, thanks for asking about me. No one else cares. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, thanks, man. After this, if you want to grab a beer, we could... Uh, we What's could... a beer? And then he rolls a 17 uh, plus three, so a 20. Oh, you rolled a 20? All right. <laughs> What's a beer? I rolled a 16 uh, plus four. Wait, that's even. Oh, it's even. It's even. <laughs> it's going back and forth. Uh, the, the arms are going left and right. And people are like, oh, oh shit, this, this human's going for it. And people start cheering. <laughs> Other guy, other guy. While we're arm wrestling, I ask the Yeti, I'm like, what's beer? He rolls again. He just like, I, he, he, you, you, he throws a five. Please beat a five. <laughs> what's a beer? He's so surprised. You just slam. Here we go. Uh, and I got a one. <laughs> oh, no! But one plus four is five. <laughs> oh, my God. So his hand slips, and you go to push down on his hand, and you, like, let go by accident and hit the table. Uh, uh, referee's just standing by. It's this little short gnome. He's just like, reset. It's a reset. Oh, okay, okay. And you guys grab arms again. <laughs> he whispers again, a-, a beer is an alcoholic drink made from wheat and weast. <laughs> from weast. <laughs> made from yeast. And, weast. Uh, from from weast. weast. <laughs> uh, he rolls... A seven, a seven plus three is ten. Okay, uh, this is intense. Everyone's throwing gold around. They're betting on. Oh, is this is this guy gonna beat him? Is he gonna beat the Yeti? Here we go. 
I got a six. <laughs> Man, what are you rolling? I rolled a, no, I ro- you no, I you. swear, I swear to God, I rolled a oh six. Oh my God! Okay, so it's a ten and a ten. You're neck and neck. You're both sweating. His arms bulging, and he's like, "I, I think I should just give you the gold at this point. No one's, no one's lasted this long. This is ridiculous." Yeah, just give him the gold. Give him the gold. Uh, we'll do one. Okay, I finally, I rolled a, I rolled a twelve. <laughs> so twelve plus four, sixteen. He rolls a three plus a four, so seven. Okay, so I and I ask him, so what's wheat? Uh, wheat, wheat is a, it's a grain that's read them in wheat, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you yell out loud, and at that moment you hear, "Oh wow, you want to join the Knights of Light of Rockport?" Yes, that's what I'm here for. Would you happen to know anything about that? And you turn around to see a tall, emerald-cloaked individual talking at length with this mousy half-elf woman. Yes, of course. My name is Connie, and I'm the first mate of this vessel. And she pulls out a clipboard. What was your name? My name is Roll. Roll Mountainshade. Roll Mountainshade. What a great name. And she jots it down on her clipboard. Oh, man, this is just fantastic. You're the fourth recruit we've gotten here in Port Largos. And Captain Gene, he'd even want to come all the way out here. But Archbishop Tim, he was like, no, we have to go. Tim? Tim? His name is Tim? Well, his name is Time, like the herb, but we just call him Tim. By the way, I'm interested in trying out for your little band of play fighters here. I mean, it's not play fighting. We lose people all the time. Why do you think we're out here recruiting? She kind of like looks a little sad. But pat, I pat her on the head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she she kind of blushes a little bit. Captain Jean will be calling everyone to top deck shortly, so feel free to explore the ship until then. I pat her on the head again and just breeze past her onto the ship, not looking back. I think at this point, Milaje kind of walks over. He's like, um, heard you saying something about some, some light nights, night, night lights? Yes, I was talking about us, the Knights of Light of Rockport. Do you guys fight? <laughs> yes, there's tons of fighting all the time. Oh, sign me up. <laughs> oh my God. Gosh, this is amazing. She like almost looks like she's about to faint. Yes, you can sign up. We take pretty much any able-bodied adult. Malaje kind of stands as tall as he can. She brings out her clipboard again. What was your name, sir? Malaje. Technically, Malaje Rhoda, but... She writes down your name and looks up at you with a smile. Captain Jean will be calling everyone top deck shortly, so until then, just enjoy and explore the ship. Seeing Roll kind of pat her on the head before, I think this is a, like a sign of endearment and that's a way <laughs> to say goodbye. So I pat her on the head and I walk onto the ship. Oh, wow. I'm getting a lot of pats and a lot of recruits today, she says. And she tucks her clipboard underneath her arm and struts up the gangway behind Melage. We move to the lavish dwelling of a captain's living quarters. We see a gangly, tattooed man with peppery hair leaning in a chair against the wall and sipping on some sort of fragrant tea. Across from him is an even older man with a golden emerald cloak studying a chessboard. There's a knock at the door, and then the tattooed man yells, come on in. A cute Connie walks into the room and immediately salutes the tattooed man. Captain Jean. And then she turns and nods at the old man. Archbishop time? Captain Jean sips his tea and sighs. I'm sorry, but that's checkmate, my friend. But, but how I was, I was sure I... Time blinks and then pushes away from the table. Oh, oh, whatever. I'll be in the conservatory if you need me. And then he just storms off. Jean chuckles, takes a sip of tea, and goes to reset the pieces, but Connie beats him to it. He might not be the best at chess, Captain, but he was definitely right about coming here to Port Largos. And Connie slides her clipboard across the table. Captain Jean raises an eye and picks up the list. We cut to the top deck of this vessel where all of the crew are surrounding these recruits, kind of investigating them, talking to Roll Mountainshade and Malaje Rhoda, when the captain of this ship, this tall, gangly, tattooed man, walks up above them and addresses the crowd. Welcome to the Vagabond. You can all call me Captain Jean. He leans on a railing and looks over each of you slowly. I welcome each of you young warriors of light and hope that in due Malachi time... Malachi raises his hand. <clears throat> yes, you there? <clears throat> Sorry, sir. You said warriors of light, but I thought we were night light. So isn't it going to be like night and Yes, well, light? warriors of light was just, you know, semantics. We are technically knights of light of Rockport, a division of the lights of need. And So I raise my hand again. <laughs> so we're knights of need or knights of light? He just slowly turns to Connie who just shrugs and then he slowly turns back and just just stares at you 
I lower my hand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Well, as I was saying, you young wannabe warriors of light, protectors of the realm, guardians of the tree of life, want to join my branch of the Knights of Light. And if there's one thing I take pride in most, it's the fact that we're extremely accepting of all walks of life here on the Vagabond. A lot more accepting than the other lights, that's for sure. Uh, I, uh, Roll raises his hand. Uh, lights or knights, sir? I, I, mean, I tap Roll on the shoulder. I, I think knights. Nah, okay, I will give you this. When they were first forming the Lights of Need, they were probably trying to come up with something that rhymed to keep it you know, cool. So I raise my hand. <laughs> Lights of need don't rhyme. And I lower my hand. Okay, first of all, why is everyone raising their hand when they're just talking anyway? It doesn't, it doesn't mean shit. And second, did you not know what the Knights of Light were when you tried joining this ship? Like, I, I Roll just raises don't. his hand. Are we lights or are we knights? Can someone clarify the light knight situation for me, please? You hear from one of the other recruits? I yeah, my you know what? This is confusing. I raise my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Can someone explain meat? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. How about we do this? We'll just save questions for after I'm done talking. Does that sound good to you guys? Wait, 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 wait. Now I am confused. <laughs> Where the fuck did you come from? You tell one of the shadows you're just gonna appear on his shoulder like a parrot? My bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just I, I, I couldn't hear you. Uh, you are who now? Night lights of need. I, I, I roll leans over. He, he he says we're we're knights or lights or maybe needs. I'm still not really sure. Ah, okay. That meant that. Yeah, lights needs. I kind of pop up in front of both of them, and I'm like, can you guys explain this to me? I'm so confused. Maybe we should just hear what he has to say. You know what? That is a fantastic idea, and I'm gonna try to simplify this as best I can for you. At the center of the world is a country called Need, and in it is a great tree of life. In order to protect this tree, an organization called the Light of Need was formed, and a branch of that organization is the Knights of Light. Are you with me so far? I go to raise my hand? Roll swats it down. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Glad we're on the same page then. So, the Knights of Light have divisions and cities all around the world. And the one you all have decided to join is based in my hometown of Rockport. Now, Connie wouldn't have let you on this ship in the first place if you weren't capable warriors. But being a knight is a dangerous job, so we only take the best of the best. It'll take us a few days to reach Rockport by ship, but once we do, we'll be starting a trial, if you will, in order to thin the weeds and test what each of you are made of. And Jean looks right at Roll and Melage, and I, I guess versus, but versus, where did you appear? Oh, I, I appeared right beside uh, Melage and Roll. Okay, well, if that's the case, versus, he turns and looks at you as well, and then addresses everyone once more. You've all met Connie, my first mate, and if you haven't already grabbed a bunk, talk to her, and she'll help finalize some sleeping arrangements for you and whatnot. I'm really excited for you all to join this crew. And I look forward to seeing what you gentlemen and ladies have to offer. Have a great night, and we'll ship off in about eight hours or so. And he steps down and takes his leave. I turn around to Melage and Versus, visibly confused. Do you guys understand what, uh, what, uh, what we're doing here? Oh, the only thing I understood was he called me a weed, and I didn't appreciate that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think I follow, and I put one of my hands on my chin. So by day... We are knights of need, but by night, we turn into knights of light, not to be confused with the knights of light night in Rockport. I'm not from need. Me either, but apparently Gene thinks that we are, so. Well, regardless, I'm Roll, and I reach my hand out to shake both of your hands. I'm Elijah. Versus, and I put my hand on top of, like, their handshake. (laughs) (laughs) I put my hand on top of his. (laughs) For confirmation, I put my other hand on top of it, like. Go planet. By our powers combined. <laughs> Captain Planet, he's a hero. Gonna take pollution down to zero. He's a power magnified. And he's fighting on the planet. <laughs> the power is yours. Can I just let you know, you sounded like Bradley Cooper right there. What, all white people sound like Bradley Cooper? Yes, all white people sound like Bradley Cooper. <laughs> Remember, there was always that, they were all like, wind, earth, 
watch her. And that kid was like, hi. I just remember the black dude had a meme fro. Hey, have Go a to flat, flat top, top, baby. Come on now. Flat, the flat top. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> they did the same shit. Uh, Burger King did the same thing. Yeah, that's the only way they knew how to draw black characters was with a flat top. Doug was Skeeter. Well, nah, Skeeter had a Skeeter. Did Skeeter have a hot top? Skeeter had like a flat top-ish. He was blue, but you know, he was black. Like, he was blue, but he was black, you know. Nah, blue, black, apparently the same thing. Dude, Justin, you're right. That is all they did for the 90s black characters. Yeah, was all they did, bro. I'm, I know. Trust me, I know. That's all they knew how to do for us, bro. Uh, Man, you guys are shafted all the time. Uh, I mean, shit. Everywhere we turn, bro. Everywhere we turn. I'm pretty sure some fan art, somebody's going to draw versus uh, and Milaje both with a fro. Please. Hey, fuck with me, bro. Fuck with me. Please draw Milaje with a flat top. Hey, let me take my hood down. I might have some cornrows. You never know, though. <laughs> so Roll, Milaje, and Versus start becoming the best of friends, right? And uh, maybe they head to the mess hall to grab some dinner. Connie rushes over to them, though, and is just, she's filled with excitement and starts introducing them to everyone on the ship. Oh, this is so great. You you have to meet. Here, here here's Chef Chef. He makes the best muffins. And, oh, over there, oh, that's Archbishop Time. He's the one oh, that... Oh, uh, Tim. Y- yes, Tim, Tim. He's the one that... Uh, and this continues until Connie finally gives them their bunking assignments and roll Melagene verses soon find themselves falling asleep to the soothing sounds of crashing waves and creaking planks. But these, these sounds start to change into something... something more sinister... Wailing cries and roaring flames suddenly pierce their psyches, and this image of a colossal tree caught ablaze by these unworldly purple flames just burns into their minds. And as quickly as it appeared, it's gone, turned to ash in their subconscious. Versus, you begin to come to in the shallows of a sandy shore. As you stir, you hear this grunting from above you, and look up to see Milaje struggling to hold back this monstrous hulking crab that has him caught in these giant pincers. Suddenly a wolf howls to your right and you see two more of these creatures bearing down on a spectral wolf that's reared back and protecting Roll Mountainshade as he awakes. JT, Nick, and Ryan, for the first time on the Nightlight Podcast, and possibly the last if you suck ass. <laughs> <laughs> Roll for fucking initiative, boys. It's happening. Let's do it. Real quick for those of you that are new to this genre. Combat is done on a turn-by-turn basis, and each turn is around six seconds in real time. Every character gets to do a certain amount of things on each turn, and rolling for initiative simply means that everyone is just rolling a die to decide what order they take their turn in. The higher the number, the higher they are in the turn order. So, my guys, what did you all roll for initiative? Motherfucker. Rolled a 20 off gate. Let's go. I rolled a 16. Rolled a measly, a measly six. It's okay. You were a little slow getting up off the ground. Yeah, hey, that makes perfect <laughs> sense. I'm, like, still dazed. That's cool. I got something for that ass, though. You three see a fourth crab that's scooping up what appears to be a limp body far off to Roll's right side. Malaje, it's your turn, and the good news is you spot your axe lying in the sand right by Versus. But the bad news is there's a gigantic crab latched onto your arm. What do you do? So I first noticed that Versus is right beside my axe, and I look at him with a devilish grin, and I say, Hey, sir, toss me my axe. Okay, so you're going to hold your action until Versus goes, right? Yep, exactly. All right, so one of these crabs in front of Roll is going to scuttle on up to this spectral wolf and try to scoop him up in its big old claw. Does an 18 hit your wolf's AC roll? Yes, an 18 hits. This crab walks up to your spectral wolf and just grabs it in its pincer and starts crushing it, and you hear your wolf go, and it does 15 whopping damage. 15? Holy shit. Yeah, I rolled max damage on two dice, or five and a six on 2d6 um and it has to make it's grappled make a dc 11 strength check it is a nine okay so the crab does maintain the grapple on the wolf crab two uh tries to grab you too they 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 saw these things come up on shore and they they want a nice little meal um i think a 15 is your ac exactly so it grabs you roll but you're just dexterous enough that you like you put your blade up and slide back through its pincers and it just misses you just barely 
Um, and with that, you get a chance to act. Okay. So this crab, even though that I'm not grappled, I'm going to say that I'm kind of wrestling with him. He's got my blade in his claws. And so what I'm going to do is basically use some strength to uh, a two-handed swipe, put both my hands on my blade and just try to slice straight through these claws that, are, that he's grabbed onto the, the, uh, the sword with. Uh, and I roll a, uh, unfortunately, a seven, which I'm assuming does not hit. It does not. And next up in the initiative is, oh, this crab that's attacking Malaje. Man, you guys were slow on the initiative, but I, I guess it makes sense. You're a little groggy getting up. And it's going to scuttle up. Well, it's already on Malaje, and it's grappling with him. And, man, dude, I'm rolling rocks. Rocks. I'm going to kill you guys off the bat. This podcast over. Um, oh my god! Rocks! Jesus Christ. Uh, so I rolled a 24 to hit, which hits Melage's AC. And then I rolled max damage on 2d6 plus 4. Uh, 16 damage to you, Melage. Unless a 24 somehow, do you have some crazy thing that changes? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't have anything. Not, not yet, anyways. Okay, so you do take that damage, and I imagine this giant crab, it's been grappling you. It just starts squeezing the life out of you with its giant guillotine-like pincers. Now you got to make a DC-11 strength check to try to break free from its grasp. You said DC-11 strength? I got a 22. Yeah, 22. Yeah, so you easily, like, you're a fucking buff dude. Like, it squeezed you, and it's just because you're groggy that, like, mm-hmm. take your 16 points of damage, but you push this thing off you like, crab, please. And uh, with that, it's versus his, versus his turn. Yes, sir. Heeding Malaje's cry for his axe with his uh, devilish smirk, I pick up his axe and I just toss it to him real quick. Hey, bro, here you go. Yeah, I mean, I catch it. <laughs> Make, just for the sake, uh, uh, well, to do that, throw, do a, um, who should I have? I think picking up and throwing it is fine. Well, no, let's have fun here. Guys, let's. Let's take a break and have fun for a second, right? Oh, shit. You throw, make a sleight of hand throw. I'm pretty sure dex is one of your strongest suits. Or just a dex throw. Ooh. And then Melage make a, like, so that's for the throw. And then Melage make a ath- or acrobatics check. Acrobatics or athletics? I mean, he's right there. Let's have fun, he says. Makes us roll two different times. Okay, we don't have to. Fucking <laughs> no, you know what? You're right. You're right. I'm just kidding. I was I'm just, just going to do the sleight of hand because I like my dex is on point. Yeah, I mean, go for it. I mean, I just, I thought it'd be funny. Because, like, what if you crit fail? Like, that changes the whole combat, you know, if either of you crit fail. <laughs> Watch, I crit fail. Oh, no, I'd rather tell you, too. Hey, there it is. <laughs> Underhand, bitch. Okay, JT, make an acrobatics check to see how cool you are when you try to catch this flying axe. Well, can I wait to do it since I delayed my action in my turn? Sure. So, it's 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 in slow-mo, it's flying. <laughs> Hey, you know what? It is because I'm about to use my uh, my step. So, hey, so as I release it from my hand, I do a dark dimension step because I see that Rolls Wolf is in danger. For our audience's purposes, they don't know what the fuck a dark dimension step is. Describe Bad. what happens. So as I use dark dimension step, my feet start to glow in like this dark hue of purple and I fade into the shadows. The only drawback is I have to appear in a shadow, in which case what you're about to see, what you're about to witness is greatness. <laughs> you know we're on a beach, right? Yeah, but I mean, the sun casts shadows. Like, these giant crabs have shadows underneath their carapaces, so, you know, versus could technically just teleport right beneath or right behind these things. There's rocks that have shadows, etc. Yeah, like... Fuck, okay. bro. Like, shit. Like, yes. Fucker. I know you see that little-ass <laughs> rock with that shadow, like, right behind Malaje. That's enough, <laughs> damn it. All right, so Dark Dimension Step. Used. So as I'm doing this, I'm actually going to pop up right behind the crab. Bam. That was perfect. The one that's on the wolf, right? Yes, the crab that's on the wolf, because the wolf is in danger. Like, homie is, like, about to be done for. You heard, and Versus has a thing for animals. Yeah, like Versus just loves dogs or wolves in this matter, you know. So um, as I did that, I'm going to try to cut the uh, the crab's pincers with my wakazashi. The old guy in the distance is just like, God bless you. <laughs> Son of a bitch. All right, uh, so a 24 does hit, and I get advantage since it was a sneak attack, correct? 
Correct. You get sneak attack because you have advantage because of flanking. And for our audience's purposes, Versus is a rogue-based character that has this cool shadow aspect that lets him do a lot of fun stuff. Yes. So nine plus five is 14. 14. I mean, tell me how it dies. You fucking already killed this thing. So as I attack the pincers, I actually uh, double back and slice it dead in its mouth. And it just, is it purple blood or is it green or what's, what kind of? Crabs have blue blood. Blue blood? Did they? Blue blood? All right. <laughs> blue. So blue blood just just spurts everywhere, like all on my cloak and everything. And I do like a, um, like a, what's that? A hero stance, like when he falls to the, like, you know, you get it. Yeah, like a ca Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And I hit the ground and I. The wolf falls but lands on its feet. <laughs> yeah. Man. Well, they don't do that, right? Only cats do that. Anyway, um, and as I fall to, as I uh, land, um, I sheathe my wakazashi. That's fucking dope, dude. I'm so glad that I'm already excited about all this. Oh, God. And so uh, that happens, and simultaneously, Malaje, try to catch this flying axe. You want me to do athletics, right? You keep pushing for it. Acrobatics. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, in my mind, I was thinking acrobatics and athletics. It's like the same. I mean, it's not, but. (laughs) And I got a nine. Mm. All right, so nine. Nine, you catch it. It was such a good throw that he throws it at you. You, but flavor-wise, you don't catch it smoothly. You like, it doesn't affect you mechanically. But just remember, Melage wasn't as cool as he wanted to be. <laughs> so after this crab attacks me, you know, I laugh it off, and as I'm cracking my neck, getting ready for this fight, my fighting spirit ignites, and I gain eleven hit points using the second wind feature. What else do you do? Is that a full action? That was my bonus action. Okay, cool. For my actual action, I am going to attempt an axe slash on this crab. And let me roll that real fast. Let's see what I get. I got a 22. I know that that hits. And let me do damage real fast. Um, And I got a 15. Let's go. (laughs) So spoilers, you kill it. Just because I'm pissed a little bit that this crab got a hit off on me before I really knew what was going on and I don't think he's doing a fair fight. I literally take my ax and I do a sweeping motion at its legs and I basically cut off like every single leg that it has. So imagine (laughs) it just like kind of falling like flat on its, I guess you'll call it like belly. And then I literally just take my ax and bring it like straight down on top of it, cracking it open so I can see the crab meat. We eating crab tonight, boys. Hey, man, that's poisonous, dude. You you might want to cook that shit first. No, it ain't, it ain't cooked yet. We got to wait to cook them, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, giant crab number two. He sees his brothers falling left and right, and, I mean, these are not very smart creatures. They were expecting a really easy snack, and you guys are fucking it up. So, Roll, he's going to kind of try to swoop around your side and start trying to go into the water. Uh, you get a chance to swing at it if you want to. I will absolutely swing at it. And since I still have both my hands on the sword, I'm going to go for the two-handed long sword attack. Now that's a 14 plus the two because I have my spirit wolf out. It's a 16. Oh, yeah, that hits. All right, rolling for damage, which is 10 slashing damage. Oh my god, uh, with that amount of damage, so it doesn't kill it, but I'm gonna say, like, it tries to, like, when you're running into someone, like, you're both walking down the street, and you go left, and he goes right, but you guys are going the same direction, he tries to do that, and you're like, nah, motherfucker, slice through, like, half of his legs, and he falls to one side, he's not dead, but he doesn't get to keep advancing, because that was massive damage to him, and he still has his action, I'm gonna say he retaliates with one of his claws, but swings at disadvantage, because, like, he's falling, and, He's uh, missing half his legs. Yeah, exactly. So 12, uh, doesn't hit your, so it's, like, falling, and it swings at you, and you duck, and I'm assuming it's your turn, so you're probably going to try to finish this boy Absolutely. off. Absolutely. We are going to, again, with both hands, turn the sword upside down and mm-hmm. just, with all my might, just go for a straight stab straight down in the middle of his face. <laughs> so 21 plus 2 is 23, which I'm assuming hits, and that's for another 10 slashing damage. Is he dead? A very, very dead. Sword goes all the way through the crab into the sand. The water may be already a little bit blue, but there's a dark blue cloud that just is seeping out from this thing and it's getting all over me because they're kind of in the the surf and it's just 
a nasty, nasty scene while this crab just oozes out everywhere. And for my bonus action, I'm going to direct the wolf to move around and flank crab number four against the old man. Yeah, don't even bother rolling stealth for the wolf because this crab has garbage passive perception and well sir super stealthy so all right well i'm gonna go for the bite ankles that's a move bite ankles and i crit Ooh. <laughs> oh shit yeah i rolled uh 2d4 for seven piercing damage but you also get oh a crit. i get a crit right 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 five so a total of 12 and he kills the crab <laughs> wolf just just bites the legs just rips like maybe it's hanging on by one leg it just like shakes his head like a dog shaking a toy and just all of its limbs just fly off and it just dies from massive bleeding. <laughs> I don't think it's going to matter in the long run, but just for funsies, roll a d4 and that's how much the wolf heals from eating. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I get a four. Ah, a four. <laughs> All right. Melage um, sees uh, the wolf eating the crab and so he does the same thing. <laughs> he sees kind of some rejuvenation don't come from, <laughs> from the wolf. So he, he does the same thing. Medicine check to see if you're poisoned. Damn, now you got to roll a d6 just to see how much you lose because it's not cooked. I'm not going to poison you. You can do it. Roll a d4. See if you heal. <laughs> oh, let's go. <laughs> Man, how many crits are we getting tonight, boys? This is Another a good four. first combat. Let's go. <laughs> that was like three in a row. It's not cooked. Hey, I don't hey. understand it. It's not cooked crab. You don't know where I'm from, bro. I'm exotic, bitch. I'm exotic. Maybe you're fortuitous enough that the like disgusting aspect of these monsters doesn't affect you, but the main thing is like you're you feel parts of its soul kind of going into you, this like energy that heals you from All right. <laughs> so extra. You know me. Extra. <laughs> so you guys have solved my crab puzzle. Congratulations. <laughs> um Yeah, so uh you all wade onto shore and try to think back. But all you can remember is going to sleep that night on the Vagabond, dreaming about some sort of burning tree, and then nothing. What are you all going to do? Uh, perception check or look around to see if there's any debris or any clues on the beach? Yeah, for sure. I got an eight. So with an eight, you don't notice too much, but you do see a pile of equipment by these rocks that's not too far away. You notice... That the old man is kind of stirring from where the crab dropped him in the water. And you are all not just on a beach, but in a cove. Roll takes a quick look around, checks the surroundings. He checks to make sure that Melage and Versus are okay. Brushes himself off and then walks over to see if he can help the old man up. Okay. Well, before we play that out, Versus and Melage, what are you guys up to? Melage is definitely playing in the water at this point. Versus wants his shit. Where did you say his shit was? <laughs> It's a little bit up on the shore. It's like behind one of the rocks, like enough that even high tide, like right now it's low tide. Uh, even at high tide, it wouldn't have washed All away. All right, that's fine. So I go to the rock in the middle of the beach and get my shit. That's what I'm sorry. <laughs> Versus went to the rock in the middle of the beach to get his shit. His so cool. You get all your shuriken. The Versus you blade. Get, the Versus you blade get and the shurikens. That's what he got. Well, is the Versus blade not your wakazashi, God bless you, blade? No, it's... <laughs> No, it's not the Wakazashi. Oh, oh, I'm being stupid. Sorry. Your versus blade is your katana. Okay, so you find your versus blade in all of its glory in this pile of equipment along with a quiver, a bow, some other rations, backpack, various other pieces of equipment, etc. Roll yells out to versus, hey, do you see a bow and <laughs> quiver over there? My guy. Why, yes, I do. I'm going to bring it over to you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Uh, old man. Old man. He kind of like slaps him lightly, lightly on the face. And he splashes some water on his face. Mm, no response. No response. Does he appear to be injured in any way? He has a little gash on his head. Okay. Can I try and cast cure wounds on him? Ooh. Or would it make a difference? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, using that power before, you've been able to heal way worse. So why not? Melage comes over at this point as he's casting. I heal him for 10. Okay, yeah, this man looks like he pops up like he has never seen a more youthful date in his life. Uh, yes, I'm awake. Oh, goodness gracious. And uh, he uh, skips a little bit, and then you're, oh, my back. Oh, God. Uh, he looks for his cane, finds it nearby, or maybe versus you see it in the stack. Um, 
My cane? Where's my cane? Hey, I got you, old man. Oh, who's that? I can't see that far. You're like 10 feet away <laughs> at this point. <laughs> uh, my, my name is Versus, blind-ass old man. I mean, old man. Oh, Versus. Okay, I'm so sorry. It's so hard to see without my glasses, and I guess that would make you... Melage and Roll. Do correct? any of you remember him from the boat? No. I mean, he could I, um, be one of the Knights no. of Light or Light oh. Need people. I, I don't know. I I don't remember everybody that was on the boat. He could be. This man looks like no warrior to me. Hmm, curious. Curious indeed. And he fumbles through his emerald cloak, just trying to find something, gives up pretty quickly, and then squints at each of you. You don't remember meeting me. Arch Archbishop Time. Tim. Oh, Tim. <laughs> yes, yes. T- Tim. Tim is what they like to call me. You can call me Tim. And he stares around and tries to kind of take in his surroundings. You see him turn around this cove, and then he just stares. And if you follow his gaze, you notice he's looking atop a cliff face. And at the top of the cliff face, you all see a wrecked ship. He can see it. That yeah. Oh, he can see that. Huh? <laughs> Oh, you can see the wreck. You can't see me, huh? <laughs> no, no. What happens is he had been looking for his glasses, but like all old men, he realized that they were on his head the whole time. <laughs> so he puts his glasses on and he looks up at this wreckage. And from a distance, you can all see the silhouettes of several people moving around up there. Huh. Well, well, it's it seems like things are escalating much, much faster than we had thought. He's kind of like murmuring to himself. Talk to us. What happened? But but it it doesn't matter because I I know I know you three are going to be the ones to save us. He gives you a mischievous smile roll. You'll understand soon enough. Best of luck. And before you three can say a word, everything around you begins to shift and change. Tim is just just gone, and everything looks and feels different. The sand shifts and darkens. The sun blinks in the sky. And the wreckage that Tim had been staring at seems a little different than before. But what catches your eye the most is the fact that the figures you saw earlier are no longer on the ship. There isn't a soul in sight. This day just went from bad to worse. (laughs) (laughs) Melage starts, like, drawing symbols in the sand with his, like, axe, like, basically trying to calculate what the fuck is going on here. I tap Melage on his um on his shoulder and it's like, who who was Tim? Tim was one of the lights that we met at night in Port Lagos. But if he's not really a night light, then maybe the night lights that were on the ship aren't really night lights either. And because the sun is shining, that's why they disappear. And he continues to draw symbols in the sand. All right. Are you guys all kind of huddled together-ish? Yeah, yep. I feel like we were like huddled around where the old guy was. I think we're all around the dead-ass crap. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just you're all chewing on crab legs, like just. I'm not chewing on shit. I don't care what you say. I'm not chewing on that fucking crab, though. Versus and roll. Give me a uh, an insight check. Is Melage not insightful? No, nah, he's drawing. Nope, he's shit. not involved in this particular check. I roll nineteen. I rolled a 19 as well. They notice it exactly at the same time. <laughs> they see you digging in the sand, Melage. And with the 19, it clicks with you. Like, Melage is this great warrior. Like, he looks, he's huge, right? But he's a lot younger than what you originally thought. Melage, you, uh, you're looking pretty sprightly there. I, I seem to recall maybe it was the lighting on the ship. I don't know. But, uh, how old are you? Um, and so I pull myself up to my full stature, trying to make myself look as tall as possible. And I'm kind of thinking out loud, Connie said you had to be 17. Wait, no, 18. And then he kind of slumps down. And he's like, I'm 16. <laughs> what? Rolls eyebrows. Shoot up. Hey, little bro, you 16? But I'm a really good fighter, I promise. Like, you guys saw me take out that crab, right? Like, I don't. please don't treat me like a child. Like, I, I, I have skills that I, I can help. See, look. Fire. And I create fire. And I'm like, ooh, fire. Ooh, fire. And don't know what to say. Fuck, we're babies here. Shit. Foul mouth, money spinning, motherfucking 90s kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our theme song is 90s Kids by Kid Quill, and all of our sound effects are done through Sirenscape. Matt Andrews created our show's amazing artwork, so please go check him out at mandraws.com. 
And finally, we'd really want to thank those that contributed feedback when we were creating this pilot episode. Ben, Will, Carell, Travis, Elizabeth, Bo, Allie, Rachel, Terry, Corey, Joe, Agents of the Damn Podcast, and Jason. If you want to help support us broke-ass motherfuckers, please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash the KLP in order to support us on this journey, and we'll do it together. On top of this show, we already have plenty of content available for all of our patrons, so just stay tuned because we have so much more heading your way. Yo, here at the Nightlight Podcast, just so you know, we are for the mature listeners. So if you don't like us, you can get out. But I hope you like us, you know, and I hope you give us a listen. I hope you share this with your buddies, your friends, your pen pals, if that's still a thing. But hey, we would love for you to enjoy our content and to continue to enjoy our content. But just make sure your ears are ready for it, okay? Because we are raw. We live rough. We ain't for them kids. Fuck them kids. We out.